I'm at the club, okay? Popping bottles. That's what Vegas is all about. Not going to Hashikoko arguing about a $5 spicy upcharge. You killed him! You killed him! Everybody's got a mask on. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Steedo is here. Pat's not. But I wanted to start off, Steed. I think last week, you obviously live recording. Um, we were at Wahlburgers, thanks to people that donated to the thing. Still expensive even after that uh, for, for a wall. Probably <laughs> probably the most somebody's ever spent at a Wahlburgers um, as a table for six people. Uh, but uh, it, it was an enjoyable experience, I'd say. It was fun. It was fun. It was ridiculous and silly, but it was fun. So we asked the lady. So we'll kind of break down the things. It, the table, obviously, was $100. We talked about that. So what did it include, Steve, for the $100? Because uh, we didn't really well, – we kind got, of broke it you down. You got your but, swag. Yeah. What's that? You got your swag. So what was in the swag? Yeah. I got a Wahlburgers Burger Squish hand toy yeah <laughs> like a yes stress ball type thing that you're just yes. gonna throw I away got a, i got a Wahlburger wallet at a Wahlburger wallet well Wall, calling it a wallet is generous yeah i don't like i don't like that it's like a neoprene like a nylon um little bag that's the size of a, a wallet pooch. with a zipper yeah it's a zipper pooch a zipper pooch yeah there we go uh and then what else uh, we got a VIP lanyard to keep, yep. not just use while we were there. Yep. In fact, using it while you were there didn't accomplish anything. I thought it would get me into some type of room. It did not. Yes, exactly. I was seeing the same thing. And then you're then there's one other thing for the swag-wise. Uh, Livestrong bracelet, except it doesn't say Livestrong. It's green, and it says Wahlburgers. Yep. And then I guess technically this might be swag or not. That's the last thing is... A balloon. Yeah, there was a balloon in the zipper pooch. That was not blown up. Just uh, inflate your own balloon. It's kind of a fun thing kids can do. A good like party thing you can do. Just give kids an unfilled balloon and they can just fill it up. Yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. So that's what was included in the swag. The table was supposed to be part of the thing. As I kind of mentioned last week, it, it was not lighting up. Apparently somebody had kicked the plug. So. Yeah. The table did not light up that we were at, so... They put the plug underneath where a, a chair. So, yes. like, your feet go there. Yes. And it wasn't, like, a discreet plug. It was just, like, a normal plug straight into the ground. Yeah. No, it was... Yeah, literally just a plug straight to the ground right where everybody would put their feet. I don't know what else they were possibly expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bad bad move on someone. Bad move on their part. And then we got a dessert. Steed, I don't know if you saw this, but it actually showed the dessert that was comped. Do you know how much the dessert was? Uh, $26. $9.95. That's my guess. $9.95 for that? <laughs> yes. 
I'm su- for, I'm surprised that it's that cheap. So that feels I like agree. a ripoff. I always agree that it was a surprise. It was that cheap. So if you think about it, it was ninety dollars, ninety dollars for the table. Because let's take out the nine ninety five for the dessert. So now it's ninety dollars yeah. for the table, a lanyard, a wallet, quote unquote, a Livestrong type bracelet, and a balloon. So that's fifteen bucks of swag. <laughs> yeah, probably. So you're down twenty five. It's like seventy five dollars. Yeah, just reserve the table, but the table that doesn't light up. So yeah, and, and so we asked the person if anybody had ever done this deal before because Wahlberg, the Wahlburgers hasn't been open that long there. We couldn't imagine anybody's done this, and they told us that Donnie Wahlberg had had one of his friends, like one of his friends' bachelorette parties there the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg's friends sat at our table 24 mere hours yeah. before. But I and did. The waitress said when Donnie comes, he doesn't even sit at that table. He sits over in one of the boots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was thinking about this, Steed. There is no way, if they're Donnie's friends, there's no way they paid the $100 to sit there. Yeah, I, I'd assume they got their whole meal comped. Oh, exactly. So I still am under the assumption that we are the only people that have actually paid to, to have that service. <laughs> that's true but then, i don't know the manager did come over at the beginning of the meal um i thought he might have been a Wahlberg. yes he didn't look he was very like, like italian he's like thanks for coming to my restaurant <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly that, that part was authentic I did that part that. was authentic we felt like royalty sitting there uh the one manager coming over and seeing if we're okay now was yeah. he probably just bored because there wasn't a lot of people in there and it was late at night yeah. I didn't see him greet another table that came Exactly, out. though. I also agree with that. Yes, I would agree. But overall, uh, we rated an A. Um, people that basically listened to last week's episode basically just listened to us eat dinner for 25 minutes. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, Steed, uh, what's up that's going on with you? Well... You know me. I'm a huge Halloween man, so I'm getting yeah. ready for the hollow hollow weekend. Yes, hollow weekend. Good stuff. So I live in an apartment. Yeah. Probably won't get many trick-or-treaters, but I think I'm going to go to uh, Chubstep Mike's house. Nice. Maybe. It's up in the air. Yeah. Um, so I would greet trick-or-treaters at his door. That's a better experience. Yeah, the suburban... Trick or treat, like you and me both grew up in the suburbs, so I don't really know what it's like for the kids in the city, like going to these apartment buildings and stuff. Like, in you know, like going to my place, I'm in like a four unit flat, so there's one door you'd yeah. have to do you buzz. Do they just sit there and buzz until somebody comes down and gives them candy? I don't know. Uh, that's actually a good strategy, just <laughs> buzz every apartment. <laughs> Because I have not been here, and I'm not going to be here this time for the Halloween, so I don't really know how that works. And as a kid, it just seems like a much bigger hassle. Because obviously, you show up at somebody's house, there you knock on the door, they're there, you grab the candy. If they're not there, you throw it, rock through the window, egg at the place, whatever it is. Yeah, but like I smash their cars up, smash the cars up, yeah, deflate the tires, something like that. Now, if somebody is like an apartment building, you don't really know who to blame. It's like, you know, there's eight different people. They have a lot of like share the blame type of thing, right? Yeah, I guess you could just destroy like the entryway. I would do so that. Like, yeah, some sort maybe of Maybe everyone in the building has to chip in. That, yeah, exactly. Some sort of graffiti thing like that. I like that idea. My grandma 
uh, has decided that she is just going to leave some candy outside and shut the door. I remember we had her on Chubstep maybe like two years ago talking about how she had like 70 kids. She counted the amount of people that came in the night. It was like 74, some ridiculous number, and she could not handle it anymore. Now she hates Halloween. She's anti-Halloween. She's done. She's done. She should do the empty bowl technique. I think, oh, just, yeah, never fill it up in the you first place. You just put place. the empty bowl out. Yes. Yes, yep. the kids show up at four. I, again, this bothers me with Halloween, and I don't know if this is everywhere in the country, but Chicago in the last, like, five years has made Halloween, like, trick-or-treating doesn't even start until it, like, it ends by the time it gets dark. Yeah, it's, which, it's crazy. Which is, to me, was it's, so the weird. The hour is, like, four to five or yeah, something. And the darkness was the best time to trick-or-treat. It doesn't even seem like trick-or-treating when it's light out to me. That's what seems so odd. It, yeah, like, it, just, it does not. Yeah, it's very But, you weird. know, a couple kids get kidnapped on Halloween and... Yeah, and all this, yeah, everybody's freaking out for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, this I mean, will be a wild one on a Saturday. That's what's crazy about this Saturday. I mean, there's definitely less Halloween parties this year, right? I mean, I think yeah. some people are going to some Halloween parties that are kind of lower key for the most part, not the big ragers yeah, that people it's like are used close to. Friends only. You don't go downtown for like a big Halloween. Exactly, bash. and and it sucks because it's of all the times like. However, how often is it on a weekend like this? I mean, this yeah, would be... Yeah, like never. you yeah. got to pick the weekend before. It'll be on like a Wednesday and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? The weekend yeah. before, but then Halloween comes and you're like, I want to wear my costume, but you yeah. already partied. Exactly. So it's just a mess. Exactly. But now we finally have a good one and it's now it's limited, limited capacity. Um, yeah. I believe I'm going as the mask, Jim Carrey in the mask. Ooh. Do you have a mask or are you going green face? Uh, I'm going green face, which probably in 20 years will come back to haunt me as some racist it will. thing. It will. Uh, so probably going to limit the pictures on that. But I am going, yeah, the yellow suit, <laughs> uh, the tie, all that stuff, and then the green green face. Um, wow. So, yeah, obviously risky. Yeah, give it yeah, I said, yeah, that, I won't be able to run for caution. office, but that's okay. I wasn't planning I, on it. See, I have not actually planned a costume. Yeah. Which is a mistake because I do this every year yeah. and I have one wig and I've worn that one wig <laughs> too many times. Yeah. I've done that so many times where I just forget to the last minute and then just go to like a Goodwill and find something that try to make a costume out of it. And it's worked sometimes. As I've mentioned on the yes. show before, I went as a kid from our high school one time and I showed up and he was very <laughs> upset about that. Um Yeah. It was like a stereotype version of him. I would be flattered. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like one of those, yeah, like I said, I was talking about, I was a guy on the baseball team, so I wore the exact outfit he wore that day. Had a big, like, muscle milk and fake muscle arms. And it was like one of those guys that I was, like, kind of friends with, but not, like, actual friends with. So it was kind of a weird, like, <laughs> weird interaction. It was definitely weird. Definitely yeah. Was. It was weird. It was it was an odd move, but I just needed, it you know, it was desperate times, desperate measures, you know? they yeah. I gotta come up with something. Bird up. Steed, I wanted to, I I think I've mentioned this on Shubstep before, but just in case, I wanted to officially, 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 this is not directed at anybody. Uh I, I'm I have no problem with getting these, but I just want to officially cancel uh save the dates. You're done. I think you have. I think I have too. I'm just, and then I'll say you're right because I think I have. So I'm going to say my quick thing. It's not necessary. Just send the invitation. Why are you sending two rounds yeah. of invitations? What's explain to me the I, logic of that? 
Because some people make plans a year out like psychopaths. Then then just send the invitation a year out. Yeah, they know. Well, they don't know when the exact day is. They just know no, like they do. or save, around. No, save wait, the date. Why would they? Save the yeah, date always has the date. date on it. Yeah, it should just be an invitation. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I, if somebody has a better reason, explain to me why the save the dates are necessary. And I'm even someone who sent out a save the date before. You know, my old magnet. Yeah, that just I, save the date. And everyone's still waiting. Yeah, everybody's still waiting on that date. That's what my old save the date was. I was not dating even anybody at the time. I just sent to save the date because it was a cheap thing that I could get online. But like, explain to me the logic behind that because all I'm seeing, I think, here's my theory. I think that this is a big ploy by the USPS. Think of how much extra money they're making. Everybody's sending those 50 cent stamps out every year. Now, instead of just one invitation, they're sending out the save the dates and they're doubling their profits on wedding season. They could be millions. Could be millions. We're talking millions of dollars, all orchestrated by uh, USPS. Big, big PS. Yeah, big PS. Yeah. Yeah. There's always time. One last kiss. I wanted to say here that, uh, so we got the election coming up. I actually don't know. I think by the time the next episode comes out, it'll already be done. I don't know. We got another episode in between. Oh, do we? I don't know. Whatever. The election will be done. Yeah, this is the first. This is the first episode that comes out before the next election is done. Like, oh, so yeah. we can do some election hot takes. Yeah. Before the election, then the election will happen, and people will listen to us hot taking. Yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yes. So <Perfect>. my <laughs> here's here's my thought here, Steve. And this has some inspiration from other things I've heard and stuff like that. But people always talk about um, participation trophies and stuff like that. It seems to be a big topic that people seem to get pretty upset about. Um, and I never had a problem with getting... I mean, to me, a participation trophy, it's whatever. It just doesn't mean much to people. So I don't think... But I don't think it's a huge issue no. with getting something just showing that you actually participated in something. You showed up. You were there. I don't necessarily yeah. have an issue with participation trophies. The issue, I think, surrounding that, though, it's that there's not... Nobody's a loser in that scenario, right? Yeah, true. And I think that it's not so much about the winner. Obviously, there should always be a winner and there should be always be a loser because that's more that's more key to how reality actually is, right? I mean, there actually is times that you win and lose. It's not like loser, like I'm going to yell at you, hey, what's up, loser? You know, not like nerd talk, you know, bullying yeah. type thing. I'm just talking about, you know, there's times you win something, there's times you lose. Like in a... Uh... What do they do? They hit sport um, football. Yeah, that game in the football. Any sport you any sport you watch. We just we were just playing some Call of Duty before this, right? Only one guy wins, and then there is you know. Yeah, and that was us. And that was us. Yeah, did we just get a dub? Sure, but like you know, then there's like 149 teams that are losing every time. And yeah, obviously, the, the closer you get to the bottom, the better. Or the, the worse you feel, and maybe you're second. You're like, I was so close, right? But it's that rush of getting first that's good. But it's also like if you get 140th, you feel like shit, and you should feel like shit, right? Like, yeah, piece of shit, <laughs> piece of shit. But here's what I'm getting at: I think that people are sore losers, and I think they just don't know how to lose. I guess I should say. And I think regardless of whatever happens in this upcoming election, that just Go along. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be like super supportive of whoever wins if it's not somebody you want to win. But I think don't make it the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. Uh, and then secondly, just 
get ready for the next election. Like, okay, you lost, let it go. You can be disapproving of somebody's policies or something like that, whoever wins. But, you know, get over it. Like, people just get so, it's insane. There's people just still, and this happened after Obama, it happened after Trump. People just get, like, four years later, they're still freaking out. And it's like, let it go. There's another, there'll never one come up in four years. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got and especially with this, people are like, no, I can't, I can't let it happen. Obama gets elected. Oh, no, the country's done. Yeah. <laughs> did, and then I'm like, hey, did your life change at all yeah. during from Bush's presidency yeah. to Obama's no. to Trump's? No, barely. It didn't change at all. No. Like, they're, like, yeah. people are people are just insane. That's everybody, but to everybody, everything is the end of the world. Um, and it's yeah, it's just just go, like just take it easy. If you lose, it's okay. Uh, try again in four years. That's my that's my saying with that. That's all I really want to say is just like it's okay to lose. It happens all the time. It happens to half the country every four years. So yeah, <laughs> you're 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 in the you know it's it sucks. But then just wait another four years. You got another shot. So let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't need anybody rioting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And and people are legitimately worried about if if it happens one way or the other, right? Different. And it could, and obviously there's talking about in blue states, if Trump wins, there could be rioting there. And in red states, if Biden wins, there could be rioting there. And it's like, yeah. again, <laughs> just, God, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's like, just control yourself. So, uh, okay. So, Steed, what I wanted to say is voicemail. I something going away. I don't. It's something millennials are killing again. I wanted to get back to millennials killing stuff. Yeah, voicemail. Voicemail recordings. Like, remember back in the day, you used to always be able to just record your own voicemail. Hello, your call cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Oh. Like, yeah. So obviously people are not leaving voicemails anymore. That's why this isn't really relevant. You used to just have your your house answering machine and you could just write, you know, you do the fake one like, hey, wait, sorry, sorry. Hey, what's up? Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, you've reached Jared. Leave your nut, you know, mess it, your name. With people the, would the be beat. like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. You do like one of those bullshit ones. You had better have a damn good reason for calling me. Leave a message or hang up now. Or you'd have like a Q1 with all the kids saying something or something like that. That's dead now. There was no, there's no planning. There's no family planning in, in your answering machine anymore. It's just the automated. It got replaced by just the automated machine. Yeah. I mean, I have a custom one still from when I was uh, slinging that fish money. But <laughs> I just never changed it. I got to listen to that. I got to call you. I just sound like dork yeah selling fish it's designed to make you buy fish that's all it is yeah <laughs> well i like it maybe people would still buy some fish it just won't go to you anymore yeah hello this is pastor steve speaking i am temporarily out of the office but if you will leave your name and phone number at the sound of the tone i will return your call when i get back Steed, I want to do a, uh, a Billy Bob Thornton movie review here. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor, once we start, let me get three sentences out. 
before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. You know? <laughs> it's funny because I mean, you know, we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino. So. Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds. Anything before ni uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut lower. the f up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We, we took a, the guy who was 6'5 and shrunk him down for the movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God oh. damn it. I mean, seriously. What is he's a dwarf. Of course he's that short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on acid so i decided to take a little different route just because this was free on amazon prime this is not a movie that billy bob thornton was in rather a movie he wrote oh wow so of all the people that we've had that i've reviewed brendan fraser jeff goldblum billy bob thornton billy bob thornton is by far the most well-rounded of the actors um he has directed many movies written many movies this one yeah he didn't even star in it just literally wrote it this and this is there's so many parts of this that the tie to Billy Bob Thornton's life that you know just you can just totally tell that he wrote this. Uh, yeah. It's all centered around a fortune teller uh, who play. It's played by Kate Blanchett. You know Kate Blanchett. Yeah, she's a Hollywood. She's a Hollywood she's elite. Hollywood. But here's a couple of things. She's yeah. actually in a lot of movies with these guys. So she's in Thor Ragnarok with uh, Jeff Goldblum. She's in Bandits. She's the main girl in Bandits, which I reviewed. Really good movie. Like, very low-key, great movie uh, with Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis. She's uh, John Cusack's wife in Pushing Tin. That's the movie where the guys are um, air traffic control pilots that I talked about recently. Oh, yeah, Pushing yeah. Tin. <laughs> yeah. Best name. And then she's also in Lord of the Rings, Steve. You'll know her from Lord of the Rings. She's, is, she's like, in charge of the elves. She's one of the elf ladies. She's not um, oh, yeah. Liv Tyler, but she's the other lady that's the main the, yeah i know I, yeah come on you know obviously. in charge of the elves so anyway she is a fortune teller in the small town in the south so obviously small town in the south very billy bob thorne fortune teller billy bob thorne's yeah. mom was a fortune teller um, so of course a lot of these a lot of these stories are kind of derived he said from kind of youth type stuff it's directed by sam uh Raimi, who directed the first three spider-mans the toby Maguire ones oh the good ones those are my favorite of the ones. Um, yes, I would. I would say so. I mean, the original. I just, to me, I just didn't love them just having like constantly remake it. Yeah, that's and that's got to be the most. I guess other than Batman, those two, they're just like, oh, this one's done. Who else wants a shot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make it the same storyline. Yes, same storyline. So, just, like, make them moody. Yes. So, um, th this actually, this cast was pretty impressive for a two thousand movie that had a lot of people end up doing pretty well and even at the time were pretty big uh so giovanni rabisi um you'll know him he's in the show sneaky pete right now which is that you might see ads for on amazon prime but he also he's in ted as the guy is kind of the psycho guy in ted i don't know if you remember that i haven't seen that movie in okay so years. anyway he's kind of a psycho in this movie too uh then there's keanu reeves keanu reeves. oh i've heard everybody of knows keanu um Keanu chocolate with sprinkles is kind of a bad a deadbeat husband uh that is that beats his wife and cheats on his wife it was free pizza free fucking he pizza. cheats on his wife with Katie Holmes who's also in this movie oh people know her from Jack and Jill Jack and Jill no I've never seen Jack and Jill but she was married to Tom Cruise for a while um 
Keanu Reeves is actually in this movie married to Hilary Swank, who's also in this movie. Oh, tricky. Yes. Uh, Katie Holmes in the movie, even though she's cheating on her husband, is married to Greg Kinnear. Do you know Greg Kinnear? Oh, he sounds so familiar. Yeah, he you would definitely recognize him. He's in Bad News Beer, Bears, also with Billy Bob Thornton. So a couple of repeat people here. Uh, he's also okay. in Mystery Men. Do you remember, Have you seen the movie Mystery Men? Uh, nope. Mystery Men is one of those movies that is so great in my head because it came out when I was kind of young. But I'm, I'm oh, nervous to rewatch it because I think it would be horrible. But it basically had Kel from Keenan and Kel. And then it had uh, Ben Stiller. And it was a bunch of group of people. I think Janine Garofalo is in that. It's a group of like superheroes that it's kind of like a comedy version of Suicide Squad where it's like a group of like um, kind of misfit superheroes that team up together to fight crime. But it's like one person's like Kel's, I think his superpower is he can be invisible, but only when nobody's looking. And oh my God. one guy just throws like forks and knives in people, like like silverware at people. Um, <laughs> one guy is the bowl, like Janine Garofalo, I think is a bowler. She just throws a bowling ball at people. Somebody's like a shoveler. Um, they throw, they hit at people with a shovel. Like it's that sort of Yeah, ridiculous. that sounds really good. It's ridiculous. So in my head, it's pretty good. Um, Michael Jetter is in this. Uh, he is from Jurassic Park 3. And he also is in Evening Shade, which also had Billy Bob Thornton in it. Gary Cole is in this. He plays Bill Lumberg in Office Space. You seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Bill Lumberg. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary Harris is the mom in Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire's mom. She's in this. And then the last guy of note is J.K. Simmons, uh, who obviously was in Whiplash, but also people see him in the State Farm commercials all the time. Yes. The bald guy... From the State Farm commercials. Anyway, a lot of big people in this. That's a big cast. It's a big cast. Um, and Billy Bob Thornton, you know, wrote this. And so, this st- yeah, storyline is basically Kate, uh, Katie Holmes goes missing. And they basically hire Kate Blanchett to uh, try to find her with her kind of fortune teller abilities. Smart. So, because they kind of ran out of options, so they're using her. That would—that's my first option. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is—it's an interesting movie because it's kind of like a thriller type of. It's not really horror. There is some like flashes of scary scenes and stuff because she kind of sees yeah. visions of stuff, but definitely not a horror movie. More of a thriller, I'd say. And it's you know it's pretty decent. Um, it's not like amazing, but it's it's very watchable, pretty good. Um, but I'm still gonna go middle tier for it. Not like a, an amazing movie, but. Something to, something different, um, and they actually somebody remade it. Like they made an Indian version of this in like 2006. Now that I would watch. <laughs> yes, but it's the exact sure. same storyline. Um, exactly. Yeah, that maybe that's what people would check out as well. So I, while we're on movies, Steve, I want to say here I see ads all the time for commercials, trailers, if you will, for movies that are animated movies, and yeah. I animated movies. There's definitely amazing animated movies out there, and there has been. They've just kind of, they're never my first ones that I'm going after at my age. I feel like it's a little odd. Yeah. If, if I yeah. show up. As you know, as you watch the movie Norma the North um, in a movie theater by yourself. Yeah. And that was a very relaxing evening. I got a large Pepsi, some popcorn, and I watched this dick ass mom walk around and fight penguins or something. <laughs> Yeah, Steve had to write a whole book report on the movie Norm of the North as a fantasy football punishment. Um, so, 
<laughs> anyway, what I see advertised a lot, though, is they'll talk about the actors that are in this movie, this animated movie. Yeah. And I I don't know, you know, so obviously actors do draw in a lot of um, money for, and, and, and the reason they draw in money for different movies is because people go to see a movie because their favorite actor's in it or something like that, right? Yeah, or like, someone they trust at least. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that guy is a good actor. Leonardo is a good actor, you know? DiCaprio yeah. is a good actor. I'm going to go see a movie because he's in it and the subject looks interesting, right? They're kind of kind of based on genre and actors in it, right? So that's yeah. how movies are projected out. When I see an animated movie, I don't care who's in that. To me, that's not that doesn't have the same appeal. Like I don't give a shit who's what actor is in an animated movie. You didn't care that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in Moana. No, I yeah did not care about that at all. That's the one exception. Dwayne the Rock Johnson always the exception. Okay, that's, most I, I of the corrected. others, like let's say Ringo, where Johnny Depp is an animated lizard. Yeah. Anybody could have been that lizard. I don't care. Yeah. Frozen. You got Kristen Bell, I think, is main Frozen. Can't remember who the other ones were, but yeah. that could have been anyone else. Exactly. You could, And you could just get somebody that sounds... There's so many people that are good voice actors that are just could sound like other people anyway. Like, Yeah. Nobody... If you don't tell the kids, they're never going to know. And the kids don't even know who these actors are anyway. Like, most of these... So you're are, saying they s- save money. I if Studios I were, should save money, go with a random. Yes. The 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 draw of animated movies, like nobody saw Lion King because of who the act voice actors were. What about the new Lion King with Childish Cambino? Yeah, the one that tanked? The one that did, everybody hated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly no, that's actually you're actually making my point even more. <laughs> like like <laughs> the fact that the first Lion King, nobody knew any of the people in it. And then you remake in Lion King that's the exact same as the original. And then you try to put in a bunch of like famous people. Guess what? Nobody cared about that because they didn't want to see the exact same movie. They want yeah. to see a little different. But it's also tough because then they came out with Mulan and they tried to make that a little different. And then people were mad that there wasn't like singing in it and there wasn't the dragon. And there wasn't. <laughs> you know, that is one I will say. Eddie Murphy yeah. as the dragon in Mulan. That's one that I. That was funny. He was funny. Yes. And like. Okay, so I guess I should say there are some exceptions to this because I think about like Mike Myers as Shrek, but but like I feel like they load up these casts and I don't think. But I could somebody else have done Shrek just as good? I think so. I think that's more the writing of the thing and how they do the animation. It's like the acting is just yeah. in the voice. I feel like there's a million people that can do voice acting just as well as many actors. Yeah, like Sean Connery could have been Shrek. I would have loved perfect. that. I would have loved that. Or like Norm Macdonald pretending to be Sean Connery Ezra. <laughs> that see, that's what people would have paid the big. Exactly, bucks to that's see. how you get in the big stuff. IMAX. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have a Tanzania news here too, Steve. Oh, Tanzania news, big time. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. This is also on the political spectrum, so that's why we were going to get to this. Um, <clears throat> so they're doing elections in Tanzania as well. 
kind of the primary type stuff. Uh, there was a guy, <clears throat> a guy for Zanzibar's presidency uh, was detained at a polling station after going to vote early. Uh, so they, you know, they encourage voting early <laughs> a lot of times in the U.S. Not so much in other countries. You might get detained. So the one of the candidates, one of the guys running, C- candidate for Zanzibar's presidency was detained. Yeah, he was released later. Oh, so not Tanzania. I don't know. Or what's yeah. Zanzibar? Yeah, I don't Zanzibar? know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but here's is this, this is Tanzania related here though. Um, okay, true. Nine people had been shot dead by security forces when they started rioting, when they saw a bunch of uh, military guys setting out um, uh, voting boxes, ballot boxes. And the rioters said that the ballot boxes already contained pre-ticketed votes. Oh, like they were already filled with, with uh, tickets in them. So the people started rioting and then the police shot nine of the people killed nine people. That's, uh, That's bad. Yeah, and I'm assuming those uh, those ballots were for the bulldog. I'm assuming they were for they the were bulldog because it said out. it already has said it's wisely it's widely expected that he's going to win that John Magafuli is going to win uh, over his rival Tundu Lisu. Um, Tundu Lisu. So they also here's another thing they did uh, they disrupted social media platforms. Um, they've been they've been making it. On the eve of the election, they've been making it uh, hard to use your social media if you live in Tanzania. They're limiting stuff like okay. that, which is something oh that, like, th- th- it's literally, so, you know, it's something we take so much for granted. And and obviously, there's been way more, I would say, in the last, like, five years, uh, there's been a lot more of this um, kind of censoring type stuff. And it just, like, when you see these, obviously, this is the extreme example, Tanzania here. This is literally some, they're telling you, you can't use, you know, they're stopping you from being able to access your social media. But there's plenty of examples now of, you know, YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, these different things that are, you know, they literally will will remove things because it's not in their view or things, you know, and they get constantly sued for stuff like that all the time. But that's, you know, they, they have their own power and their own platform. So they do things like removing things that they feel are false information or against, you know, they'll say it as false information, but a lot of times they're finding it's against their agenda or whatever it is. But again, that's a, to me, it's a scary thing to censor any sort of, you know, thing. Uh, I think there's exceptions uh, with obscene things, right? I think it's okay to censor. Uh, yeah, you don't want to see like graphic obscene stuff. Uh, I don't want to see a sweet pair of boobs when you log into Facebook. Yeah, that I would know suck. I don't. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you don't want some kid logging on and see that, right? I mean... That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, no, I, I, there's obviously exceptions to every rule, but I think it is a scary... I think just in... We've seen a lot recently in the last couple of years of a lot more censoring of things that you wouldn't you would look back and be like, oh, why was that censored? Because somebody thought that it was false information. But to me, let somebody decide what is false information and what is not. Let somebody figure that Let somebody figure that out on their own. Especially if you're living in um, Tanzania. Exactly. I think, of, I think that's worldwide. <laughs> let somebody figure out if something's false or not. Um, worldwide. So the, the, the party that John Magafuli runs is the CCM party, which I never knew. I knew it was a CCM party, but it's the Chama Cha Mapinduzi party. Chama Cha Mapinduzi. Mapinduzi. That's why they just call it CCM, because it's a lot easier to say. 
That's but, just that's the history of the party. Well, the that's no, it. here's the history of the party. Um, <laughs> they they formed in 1964, and they've been ruling in Tanzania ever since. Good for them. Good for them, but also, hey, here's a little <laughs> here's a little you know story about why one party ruling everything is not the greatest. Why it's good to have some opposition because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can have things where somebody's a little too in power when there's not opposition to things. So, again, this goes back to the thing of yeah, it's okay to be you know not happy your guy won, but at least you know you know that you're going to be there putting up a fight and upcoming things of you know policies and stuff like that because yeah, somebody doesn't have just all the power in in America. That's just how it works. It's a checks and balances, all that stuff. So just be happy that it's not just one party that's been in power since 1960s. 1964. Yeah. I uh, I just did a quick Tanzania research. Yeah. Zanzibar is actually a semi-autonomous zone in Tanzania. It's an island off of Tanzania. Interesting. That, so thank in, you for the clarification. In, in 1964, the two republics, Tanganyika yep. and Zanzibar, merged, blending the name, creating Tanzania. There you go. So that's the name Tanzania. That's where it comes from. Ooh. Tanganyika and Zanzibar. And they let Zanzibar be their own semi-autonomous zone. That's why there's a second presidency thing going on. That makes sense. That adds up. Yep. That adds up. I thank you for the... So it's like kind of related, but not related. It's like um, the Chad village that was in Portland. Or Seattle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, exactly. It's own autonomy. It's like the autonomous area. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have a president there? In Chaz? Yeah. Yeah, I was the president. Okay, good. But... <laughs> um, was there anything else you want to get to, Steve? Yeah, I need, we need to lay out some quick island tips. Okay. So I don't know if you know this, but Chubb Stuff Greg, my brother is moving to an island in the Pacific for six months. I did not know that. Yeah, he's, he's doing uh, pilot stuff. Okay. Yeah, so he's uh, living on the island of Saipan. 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 So he's moving there. I thought we could lay down some Chubstep Island tips. I liked island tips. Let's hear it. So, uh, you know, for me, obviously, first thing you do when you land, find the nearest coconut. Yes. Love it. It will establish the locals will be like, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows how to find food and water. Yes. Instantly. Yep. It's the best of both worlds. I would agree with that. I would also say come already off the plane, be wearing a puka shell necklace. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't take that off at all. No, no, no. You're not going to take that off. That way people, you get there you already seem like a local. Like, people are not going to, like, judge you or, th you know, they know yeah. you're from around there. Because if you wear that thing for, like, a day, they're going to be like, oh, what What are you, a poser? Yeah. If they see you wearing that thing six months, they know. Yes. You found those shells at, at the beach from the puka fish. Yeah. <laughs> got local rope and then wound yep. it all together. Coconut rope, maybe. Yep. That's why you got to get that coconut. Yeah. Also, what I would do is uh, free dive mm -hmm. off the like the most popular beach. Yep. Spear, spear, or just come up with a fish. Yes. 
Even if you had to pre-put the fish on there and then stick the spear down. Yeah, so I would pick a poisonous fish that everyone knows, like, hey, don't eat that. Like, that's a jellyfish. I see. Guess what? Eat it anyway. Yep. Established dominance. In front of them. Yep. Have your EpiPen, like, right there, ready for it. But eat that thing and be like, this island can't tame me (laughs) or something. Yeah. And then, like, then you go behind a rock and just jam the EpiPen in your thigh. Love it. Well, they can't see. Love it. And then you just lie there. Hopefully you don't die. Yeah. Um, I would say always show up late for things. You're on island time. Oh, that's especially work. Yes. If, if somebody says, your friends say you're going to meet there at noon, I mean, you're not showing up till 1235. Eat. And no hey, apologies. Slow you down. Do not apologize for island time. Where are you in a rush for, Jay? Yeah. 1235. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe leave the house at 1235 yeah all right fair enough fair enough and uh yeah <laughs> yeah and you never apologize i mean people understand you're on island time if you show up there early if you're the first one there you're a nerd and they yeah, know you're not local you gotta leave the island i hear first one at like every party guess what you're off the island you're off the island yeah oh uh, yeah i think that should help him those are pretty Help good tips. If people have other good uh, island tips, they can email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. We'll save some of the rest of the stuff for Pat. Um, email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes. Uh, new episodes every Thursday. Steed Swallows on Instagram. Steed. Ayo. Ayo. Follow Steed Swallows and Steed underscore Palomino. Chubstep Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and... The show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.